When you're looking for a fixer, it's strictly numbers. What am I buying it for? How much am I going to invest it? What am I able to sell it for? And figuring out if you're profit and if it's worth it, you move forward. If it's not worth it, then you move on to the next opportunity. How much does it cost to remodel a home? You know, you watch those shows and say, oh, look at this piece of shit. <laughs> and look how it looks now and look how much money they made. That would be awesome to do. How are you able to do those accurate numbers if you're like a first-time investor? Hi, and welcome back to Black Belt in Real Estate. This is the final episode of season one. And before we get started, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge and thank you for being here with us, for watching the show, and for taking real estate investment seriously. So in this final episode, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of buying a fixer-upper. I know that a lot of people are watching the shows uh, on TV where they do all this home improvements and they're like, I, I want to take on a project like that. So let's just break it down and see if it's something that makes sense for you, what the pros and cons are, and and what you can actually gain in equity and, and uh, as far as investing. So welcome back to Black Belt in Real Estate. And as always, I have my mentor and real estate star, James Suarez, here with me. It's great to be here, Peter. We're approaching the end of this first season, and, and, and I feel a little bit sad because we've had such great moments here sharing so much value. Well, I'm looking forward to season two. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and... Our goal with this first season was to answer like some of the most important questions that people have here in Los Angeles when buying, selling, and investing in real estate. I think a lot of the advice is also relatable to, to any market, right? right. Uh, but we went in a little bit extra deep here in Los Angeles because this is where we work. This is where we, we help and guide, guide people to make great decisions when buying, selling, and investing, right? Yeah, definitely. I know the guidance that I've been talking about on uh, all the previous seven episodes can be used in any market throughout you know, the, the nation. Awesome. So let's, let's go into the pros and cons of a fixer-upper. You know, almost everyone, you know, you watch those shows, and you say, oh, look at this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and look how it looks now, and look how much money they made. Right. That would be awesome to do. So can we break that down for people here that are, you know, they're curious about how that will look like. What's the first step? How do you identify a property that, that is a fixer-upper? And how do you know if the numbers will work out? Definitely. I mean, what I will say is uh, before I got into real estate development, I had a, a nice, beautiful head of hair like yourself. And this is the after effect <laughs> of getting into real estate development. <laughs> and then, Just kidding. Uh, but no, real estate development and, and real estate flipping and, and doing the uh, buying a fixer and uh, putting the work in and then selling it for a profit. I mean, it's it's very rewarding, um, uh, especially financially. So first and foremost is when you're looking for a fixer uh, and want to get into that game of development, it's strictly numbers, right? Does it pencil? So what am I buying it for? How much am I going to invest it? And then after closing costs, what am I able to sell it for? And, and figuring out if you're profit and if it's worth it, you move forward. If it's not worth it, the numbers you know don't pencil, then you move on to the next opportunity. How are you able to do those accurate numbers if you're like a first-time uh, you know, investor? You 100% need to work with a real estate professional like yourself to help guide you through that process. 
you know, on the Suarez team, we have something called the partnership program where we help sellers uh, invest money in upfront to their home so that they get the highest value upon the sale, right? So we have a ton of experience on where to put your money, right? What are the materials uh, that you need to use because of the trends and what buyers want in today's day and age. So, you know, to answer your question, you know, specialized knowledge. You need to make sure that you're working, no matter on what level you are at home development, make sure that you have a professional with specialized knowledge guiding you along along the way. Awesome. And looking at, just so we can throw out, this, this, this is not listening disclaimer, this is not going to be perfect numbers, but just to, for people to get an idea, like, how much does it cost to remodel a home? Well, uh, the answers depends, right? Because it depends on what size home you're getting or is it a condo, right? I would say in, in, in real estate in Los Angeles, the average three bedroom, two bathroom is somewhere between that million to $2 million range, right? Depending on what neighborhood you're, you're in, could get a little less, you could get, a, you know, it could be cost more if you're buying in the, you know, the Palisades or Beverly Hills. But a, a kitchen like that, you're probably looking somewhere around 30 to 50,000, right? That doesn't include appliances. Appliances, depending on if you go the high-end Viking, Thermador, you know, appliances alone could cost you another, you know, 10 to $20,000. But when you're running the numbers, you know, is it worth putting a $100,000 kitchen into a $100,000 or a million dollar property? Probably not. Is it worth putting a $100,000 kitchen into a $2 million property? Yes, those numbers would pencil. So again, it's important that you're being guided correctly of how much to put into each property. And if you do have a budget, which most people do, is, okay, where am I going to best allocate those funds to make sure I get the highest ROI? And sometimes it's adding square footage, yeah. right? If, you, if it costs you $350 per square foot, to build, but the resale is $1,000 per square foot, that's a, that's a great investment. And again, it's just running those numbers. Awesome. And, and I think for, for people uh, watching, this might feel a little bit overwhelming, like there's so much to think about. Where, where do you start? So where do you start when it comes to investing in real estate is the question. And where I would say, again, is sitting down at a buyer consultation with your professional real estate agent, you, right, hopefully. Uh, but being able to talk about what your goals are, right? Reverse engineering what the goals are and seeing, hey, this is how we're going to best put this plan together in order to accomplish it. And we've done a lot of performas with agent or with clients before where the numbers don't work out and we don't move forward with one property or another for, for different reasons if the numbers don't work out. And we also make sure that, uh, I know it looks fun and I know it looks easy on TV, uh, it, it, it can be fun, but it's complicated, right? You're working with contractors, you're working with vendors. Right now with uh, materials, there's delays because a lot of the materials come from overseas. So you have to take into account, like if you're holding costs, right? If it costs you $7,000 a month because you either have hard money or w however you've gotten you know, the funds in order to purchase it, Right? You need to figure out, okay, is this is going to take me, my contractor says it's going to take me four months. I always like to double that. Right? It's going to take me eight months. right? And so how, how much is it going to cost me to hold this property for eight months? And if something happens where there are more delays, right, is it going to eat up all of my profits? So again, running those numbers with somebody who has experience is very important to the pro that process.
Yeah, and, and I think one, one thing to, to address as well is when, when you're getting into these properties that are fixer-uppers, especially in LA, you, you're going to compete with some massive developers, right, that are all cash, that have the experience. Like, how do you, how do you win against them if you're not all cash? If you are, that's awesome. But what are the options? Well, there are strategies and there are programs out there right now. So even though you're not a cash buyer and have all the cash in the bank, there are loan programs out there where you can write cash offers because the, the lender will pay cash up front and then you get a loan from them once at the close so that you can compete. Because in this market, which is you know one of the most competitive markets in the history of real estate, and Los Angeles is one of the most competitive cities in all of the world when it comes to real estate, all of these strategies are important in order for you to win and then get the highest profit. And uh, what if somebody's listening, yeah, this sounds awesome, but I want to actually buy a fixture and I want to keep it. Is, does the same strategy apply or like, is there anything different you should think of? Yeah, same strategy applies too. Is okay, what am, I, what am I buying it for? How much money does this need in order to get it up to my standards of living? And once I invest all that money, you know, is it worth it, right? There's we, I, I talked about this in an earlier episode, is we bought a property for a million dollars. Our intention was to, to fix it up and then flip it. But, you know, a neighbor wanted the property really bad and they ended up paying a million, you know, five for it, $500,000 more. But when you run those numbers of what they are going to want to do in order to make it livable, the numbers don't really pencil, but they loved the property so much they were willing to take, you know, a loss on the property for the first year. And the other thing to determine too for long term is, you know, most investments that you make, you don't get the return right away. Sometimes it takes years, especially in business. Whereas in real estate, if we look at the numbers and it's an appreciating market or maybe even a transitional area that, hey, Google just moved in like Silicon Beach area. So we know that values are going to continue to increase. It's sometimes okay that the, pen, the numbers don't pencil, you know, the first year knowing that, hey, values were going to continue to in, increase. I love this neighborhood. This is where I want to be. I don't want to overpay for somebody else's work. And this works for me for whatever reason. And so, hey, the, this does work in, in my world, even though it may not work for a developer, for an end user, different story. And you don't need that maybe the same profits like a, like a big company because you're doing it for yourself, right? Right. You get, the, you get to enjoy yeah. your investment as well. And again, you know, the numbers, you know, penciling out, you know, how much, you know, is the home actually worth? after putting in the money and more often than not the value that it, it actually increases the value of the property where you are profiting from it yeah and let's talk about the money for remodel so for example people that are pre-approved for for a certain amount uh, you have to be able to either finance the remodel so somewhere else or have the cash for that right well that's where again specialized knowledge comes into place because there are programs out there where the remodel can be built into the loan Right, in which that's a great scenario where you know how much that the remodel is going to cost, and you you know it's built into the loan so that you have that have those funds available. Other options are to do uh, hard money to or do a, a line of credit as well. If you're a homeowner and you want to do a remodel, uh, you can pull out you know equity you know from your home to to do the remodel. And then once the remodel is done, you can you know refinance it. We talked about this in previous episodes. Like when you when you start remodeling, sometimes it can take longer. It can cost more. Like what kind of buffer do you do you recommend as like for unexpected costs? I always double the time and double you know what my contractor says. Now if you 
have a very good contractor or connected to a very good contractor who is very accurate, then yeah, you probably don't need to double it. But again, there should be a buffer because I have yet to done to do a, a development that came in at cost at the time the contractor says. Normally it's always, you know, somewhere between, you know, a third or double the cost. Uh, and, and same with timing as well. So you should put that in your calculation. You definitely should put that into your calculations, yes. Let's talk about mindset before we end this show. And I, you talked about losing your hair in real estate. So uh, like, what can we do to avoid that, to, to, make, to make sure that, that it is a stressful process, remodeling, of course, things cost more, it takes longer, and there are un, unexpected things, in, in especially older houses. So how can you set yourself up to, to kind of handle that pressure if you are a newbie in this, this field? I go back to money managers, right? If, when you do make your millions in real estate, you're going to have to determine where you're going to put your money and who's going to help you manage it. And I used to, you know, do it myself. And I lost a lot of money trying to do it myself because I, that's not my specialty, right? I don't know what the newest trends are of the stock market. I don't know what the direction where it's going. I don't have my thumb on the pulse. I have friends who dabble in it. So I dabbled in it. And that was the decision I made, and I ended up losing money, right? Versus now, I go with someone who has my best interests, who was able to sit down with me and say, okay, what are your goals? Where do you want to end up? How risky do you want to invest? You know, what, where do you want to invest? And let's pick the best options. Specialized knowledge. So if somebody wants to get into the flipping game or wants to buy and then redo it for an end user, again, I go back to, you need somebody to help guide you because if you are working with somebody who has your best interest, that has experience, that is willing to sit down with you and educate you on the process, then you're going to get confidence, right? Then you're going to get comfort. And once you have that confidence and comfort, all of the stress goes away. And when you're making decisions out of power versus out of weakness or distress, those decisions are just going to be so much better. Yeah, I think the whole theme of this season is, season is, you know, clarity through expertise, right? Working, find somebody that you can really trust. And if you go back to the previous episode, we'll walk you through the, the different steps for that. And then kind of make that game plan and, and make it happen, right? Yeah, because it can be a lot of fun and it can be very, very rewarding. I mean, I my financial situation is what it is because I did do a lot of, uh, bought a lot of fixers and fixed them up and either kept them and rented them or kept them and sold them. So there's a huge pot of gold uh, at the end of that rainbow. It's just making sure that, you know, the journey to the end is one that will provide you the best possible outcome with the best possible plan of attack. Awesome. Uh, James, before we, we end this season, uh, you know, first of all, uh, I want to thank you and acknowledge you for, for doing this here with me and uh, providing so much value. So thank you for that. Well, before you move on, thank you, Peter, because what you're doing is, is what mostly every agent should do, which is educating their clients on this process. Because if they're not educated on it, right, the poor decisions, the mistakes that they make, could be, it, it could cost them everything, right? All of their life savings, they make a bad judgment on the house they buy or undersell a property and they leave a ton of money on the table. So I very much admire you for taking the time to put this together and educate uh, the clients that are out there that are thinking about buying, selling, or investing. Thank you, James. I appreciate that. And, and what, what has been your 
most exciting part of, of, of uh, season one? My most exciting part is, is delivering value, right? I think as we went through these episodes, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I should send this to this client or I should send this to the entire team so they can send it to all of their sellers. Providing value at the end of the day because there's so many uh, agents out there that misguide their clients and undersell properties or have their buyers overpay. And we don't want anybody that works with the Suarez team to feel that they undersold their property. That's a horrible feeling or that they overpaid, which is just as a, a, a bad of a feeling. So being able to deliver value, because at the end of the day, if the audience you know, is coachable and they are willing to take you know, the guidance that we gave them, I'm fully confident that they're gonna achieve the best possible outcome. Yeah, thanks. And thanks again to everybody that you're here with us, you're watching, you're listening, and our goal is to be of service, you know, and it's, it's quite a, a unique feeling to be of service, especially in, when it comes to real estate, because it could be life-changing. So thanks again for watching Black Belt in Real Estate. Season two is coming, don't worry, and we're gonna step it up for each and every episode. If you enjoy this show, please give us a review, share this with somebody that needs to hear this message, and just you know, connect with us. We would we, love to talk to you and, and earn your business. So thanks again, and see you next season. This is Peter Jumrukovsky, and on behalf of me and James Suarez with the Suarez team, we would like to say thank you for watching Black Belt in Real Estate. We would love to hear from you, and we would love to earn your business. If you're curious on working with us, please reach out.